the man that says what the people need to hear. Somebody need to hear this. That's right. He's going to be bringing you the word each and every week. You better not only be ready, but stay ready. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. The time is up. It's the moment you've been waiting for. He's here. It's the Raw and Uncut Podcast with Pastor Radden. Service starts now. Yeah. 
He decides whether it's cold when it's hot. So it can be 60 degrees a day and 80 degrees tomorrow. If that's the way God wants it, that's the way how he wants it. Hallelujah. And the sooner and the better off you'll be as soon as you accept that. Hallelujah, God. God controls the weather. Hallelujah, God. Bless your name. But we have, it just rolls right off the tongue. This weather's crazy and all of that. Okay. All right. All right. But once again, who controls the weather? Amen. Hallelujah. That's why you never, ever, ever hear me say those type of words that the weather's bipolar or the weather's crazy. Amen. Because I know who controls it. Amen. Hallelujah, God. Bless your name. The same one that woke you up this morning, that's who controls the weather. Hallelujah, God. So you got to be careful of what you say and what you do. Hallelujah. Bless your holy name, God. Amen. The title of my sermon today will be Always Be Ready. Hallelujah. Always be ready. And I'm talking about spiritually. Amen. Hallelujah. There's a, you know, a saying in, that we say today. A lot of people say that, you know, that you always got to be ready so that you won't have to get ready. Well, I stay ready so I don't have to get ready. Amen. Which is a good saying. Amen. To always be ready. But spiritually, though, are you ready? Hallelujah, God. I, I did a, um, a sermon some years ago saying, don't fall asleep on guard duty. Hallelujah, God. Because he, and people that's military-minded, like such as myself and, and Bishop, amen, he knows what it's like. He's been on guard duty. I've been on guard duty. Amen. Hallelujah, God. Even, um, even, um, Brother uh, John Robinson back there can relate by being for what he does for a living. Amen. You always have to be ready. Amen. You can't tell slipping. You can't be slipping in the military. You can't be caught slipping in the prison system. Amen. Because somebody is always looking out to get you. Amen. If you fall asleep on guard duty when you're supposed to be up, that way the enemy can creep in and sabotage and kill and do things. And sadly, that has happened. Hallelujah, God. You always have to be ready. But see, we are living in a day and age as if though we have time and plenty of time left. As if though when we, you've always been hearing since you was a child up to now that Jesus is coming soon. Are you ready? All right. But it just seems like that's so many years away, but yet people are dying every day. Hallelujah, God. Dying long before Jesus even came back. And the thing is, as I always say, what state of mind, where's your mind, and where's your heart at when you close your eyes for the final time? Are you ready to be with the Lord? You know, you can, that's the, when I gave my life to Christ, a question was asked to me. Hallelujah. And I asked that question. If you die today, if you die on March the 12th, 2023, will you be ready? Will you be in the arms of Jesus Christ? Will you make it into heaven? You have to honestly ask yourself that question. And I know a lot of people can ask that question and they'll pretty much say, well, yes, they are ready. I, my nice person, I treat people well, I've never killed nobody, I haven't molested any children, I don't commit no homosexual acts, I don't do none of those things, I've never robbed an old person or cheat somebody elderly out of their money. What's the harm in that? Don't I deserve to go in? Right. I give money to the homeless. People out here asking for money on the highways. I stop and give them a, a dollar from time to time. Don't I deserve to go in? All right. And there's many people that's like that. So 
I'll put it, I'll just put it in more plain terms. For all the grown folks that do have children. All right. All right, that's grown folks. I'll use me for an example. I have a, my baby Latifah is up in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh-huh. Now, if she comes over to my house and she comes and rings the doorbell, I recognize her. I'm going to let her in the house. All right. Why? Because that's my child and I know who she is. All right. Now, let's say five minutes later, somebody else rings the doorbell just for the sake of argument that it's a grown person, it's a grown man, and he's just standing there looking at me when I open the door. So what am I going to say? Just let him in? Or is it like, can I help you? Are you looking for somebody? Because I don't know that individual. I'm not going to let him just walk up in the house. Are you missing? A total stranger? You open up the door, they're just standing there looking at you? What you going to do? Come on in. Are you going to let him in? More than likely, you probably not going to do that. You want to ask them, well, who are you? How may I help you? Are you looking for somebody? You got to say it. Say it. Now, how you think it is on Judgment Day when it's time to be led into heaven? Hallelujah, God. Yeah, That's why the word says, depart from me, I know you not. That's why it says, job well done, my good and faithful servant. Hallelujah. Because the one that says, depart from me, he don't know you. All right. So, therefore, you're not going to seek in the heaven because God knows who his children are. If you are in right standing with your parents and you come to your parents' house, don't you think they're going to let you inside? Hallelujah, God. Every last one of us will let our child in the door because that's our child. Right. So how do you think it is spiritually? God is not going to let you in if he don't know you. All right. And yes, he knows because he made you and created you, but you haven't accepted him as his Lord and Savior. Have you accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? That's why it says always be ready. People are dying every day. If you die today, where are you going? Heaven? Hell. There's only two places to go. Say it, say it. And in the book of Revelations, it said hell gets tossed in the lake of fire. So we, it even goes deeper than that. It's just not hell. Hallelujah, God. So what is it going to be? Ask yourself that question. And if you are saved, if you are saved, if you're ready, then stay ready. That's why there's a word called backslide. Do you know how many people that was once saved and, and they were just doing all they were supposed to do? They could have never imagined going back where God had delivered them from. There's a word called backslide. But if you're saved already, stay that way. Because you can easily creep back and go back to where God had delivered you from. Don't act like you just automatically got it made in there. Hallelujah, God. Just don't automatically think that you just got it made. Hallelujah, God. All it takes is for you just to shut God out and you won't make it in. People are dying every day, saints. Every day. Every day, amen. But are those people that are dying, are they ready? Are they ready? Are they ready? All those near-death experiences from car crashes and drugs and diseases or whatever the case may be. Hallelujah, God. And God still has you here for a reason. And you still can't give God no praise. Hallelujah, God. Are you ready? But see, we just think that we got so much time. See, the book of Matthew in the 24th chapter. See, I'm just started in the 37th verse. Matthew 24 and 37, and it reads, But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying, giving into marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark. Now let's go back. Noah tried to warn people and tell them that a storm, a flood, a water was coming. Come on. Nobody wanted to listen. You hear them say they were eating and drinking and, and being merry and just doing whatever they wanted to do. 
Every Sunday, preachers is preaching and telling you to get ready. Get basically, ready. in so many words. Right. Yes. Depending yes. on whatever subject topic they're coming from. Basically, the bottom line is to get ready. But yet we'll come and we're here, but we'll go back out and do what we want to do. It says that in the days of Noah, for those of us that do know the story, meanwhile Noah was building a big giant ark, a boat, telling people there's room to come on in. There's going to be a flood. But nobody at that time has never seen a flood, so they weren't trying to hear it. All right. So they just wanted to do what they wanted to do. You got animals coming from the north, south, east, and west coming in. You see these animals coming and getting on the boat, and you still yet, still didn't heed the warning. All right. Seeing all of these animals coming, can you imagine that? Male and female, as I say, two by two coming. And why is all them animals going into that boat? And this man is steady yelling me, telling me to come inside this boat. And I'm looking at him like he crazy. You been in a boat in this big old hot desert, and it ain't been wet for years out here. But yet you telling me to get in there that it's about to be a flood. Fool, right. you crazy. All okay. Right. Okay. All right. And we keep saying, Jesus is coming. Get right before God. Get yourself right. And sure enough, naturally, <laughs> the sky that was blue, it turned gray. Thundering and lightning. Come on. Uh -huh. Here comes a little few little drops of water. Nothing big. Nothing to worry about, right? But then the water gets harder and harder and it keeps raining for several minutes, several hours. Now you start to see water coming. Now you banging on the door. All right. After he done told you because it basically, once I close this door, that's it. Hallelujah, God. Eight people were the only people on that boat. Come on. Eight people. Noah, his wife, his three sons, and their wives, his daughter-in-laws. Eight people. The only people that was on the boat with all them animals. You better preach it. Now, preach it. people are starting to knock on the door, want to come in, and he not letting them in. Okay. Remember, there was a song back in the 60s, you can keep on knocking, but you can't come in. Y'all know that. <laughs> Y'all, that's back in the 60s. See, you can keep on knocking, but, but you can't. Is he Bitches, yeah, he was, he was around during that time, not before my time, but I'd have heard it once or twice. Amen. Hallelujah, God. You keep knocking, but they couldn't come in, bitch. No, Hallelujah, God, because he gave you, he gave you the warning. Preachers are preaching their hearts out, week in and week out, telling you to get right with God. You better say it, amen. As a man and woman of God that preach, it hurts to see that you know that somebody left here that didn't know Christ. Yes. Even if you don't know the individual, you hate to see people dying and sin, drug overdoses and shootouts and all kinds of different things. You just, you don't like to see that because you know they didn't make it in because of their lifestyle. And it hurts when you when you just know it. Hallelujah, God. And yes, you know, you always got people who you think that might make it in and not go make it in and all of that. But all right. for the most part. If you're doing what you're supposed to do on a daily basis, if you're giving your life to Christ and living holy, yes, we go make mistakes. But see, we're not under Old Testament living. We're under grace. And thank God that we're under grace. That you don't get counted for, for every little thing that you do. That it's not marked against you. You can ask for forgiveness and be forgiven. Hallelujah, God. Because if we was under Old Testament living, wouldn't nobody be here if we was under the law. All right. But see, it tells you that. But it said that in the days when Ford Noah entered in the ark, and it says, and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. 
Also, will the coming of the Son of Man be? In other words, they didn't know that the flood was coming. You don't know when Jesus is coming back. No, Hallelujah, no, amen, God. Amen. Nobody knows the day or the hour. Nobody. When Jesus is coming back. When he does come back, you just better be ready. Hallelujah, God. And if you leave this earth before he comes back, you still yet ought to be ready. Yes, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Because nobody knows when he's coming. And then it tells you how there, there'll be two men in the field. One will be taken, the other one left. Y'all remember the movie Left Behind? All right. That's pretty much about the, about the best uh, depiction that it possibly could possibly be. Yes. Where people are just all of a sudden, so you look up and they're gone. They disappear. Yes. Naturally, that might freak one out to see somebody standing there and then they just poof and disappear. But guess what? That means they caught up. Meanwhile, you're still here. Uh-huh. And that's not good. Hallelujah, God. You always hear stories about cars crashing and, and planes crashing and all of that. But in order for the plane to crash, then I mean the pilot got to be holy. Because if he ain't holy, he can land it. Right. But if he is holy, hallelujah, God, then he's up out of here. Yes, and then the plane will be unmanned. We always say that. I just got to add that in there about planes right. crashing. If he ain't holy, it ain't going to crash. He can, if God allow him, he can just go ahead and land it. But more than likely, there are a lot of people that be driving around holding. You see cars crashing and slamming into things because they're gone now. But what happens to those that are left back here? All right. If you've never seen that movie, watch that movie, Left Behind. They got different versions of it. They got about two or three different versions of it, or four and whatnot. And they get crazy and crazy every time. It's just people are in church, like how we are now. And all of a sudden, people are gone. And then the ones that's left behind now, all of a sudden, they want to start shouting and carrying on. It's too late now. All right. You should have been shouting. You should have been doing all that stuff. Oh, now you want to jump up and down, Bishop. After everybody been going up out of here. I said, look at these people up there shouting now. They should have been doing that. All right. All kinds of stuff. Left behind. Okay, now. Keep playing with God, him. Always be ready. Always be ready. That's what I said. Two men gonna be in the field. One gonna be taken. The other one left. Two women gonna be grinding in the mill. Remember, this is old school because that's what they used to do back in the day. Grinding in the mill. One will be taken. The other one gonna be left. Oh, those ones that left him. Come on, my God. Great. The, uh, the book of Revelation explains all of that. I don't have to get into it. it. Tells you all of that for those of you that's gonna be left behind him. Hallelujah. And it's not going to be no fun place to be. No, I'll not. put it there you that way. Amen. It's not going to be fun at all if you left here. That's how serious this is. Because you never know when Christ is coming back. The flood already came one time. The earth is not going to be destroyed again by a flood. It's not. Therefore, that's why you see the rainbow as a reminder to God. Hallelujah. I know I said that a little while ago, but people need to know. Hallelujah, God. Whether it be on uh, social media or whatnot, there's a reason for the rainbow. It's a reminder to God himself not to flood the earth again. All right. But man have took that and just made it wickedly to stand for something else. Come on, say it. Whenever you see the rainbow, now you think of homosexual, uh, homosexuality and lesbianism, what man have done to that. And the rainbow has no nothing to do with that at all. Hallelujah, amen, God. Amen, amen, say it. It's a reason for the rainbow. Hallelujah, God. But God would not flood the earth again. But the next time when he comes, it's going to be fire. And the book of Peter tells you that. It, it says even the heavens that you can look up and see, the sky, it says it's going to be on fire. Yes. The sky itself is going to be on fire. I didn't say that. It's in the Word. Yes. It's in the 
The book of Peter tells you that the sky itself is going to be on fire. And everything going to be on fire. Yes. Hallelujah, God. You're going to know when he come back, like I said, be here when everybody done got, got caught up and see how fun that be. Can you imagine everything that you're looking at burning up? My God. It says, watch therefore, for you do not know the hour your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched out and not allowed his house to be broken into. Amen. Well, that's just common sense. If you get some type of heads up and know that somebody's about to come to your house during the nighttime to rob it, don't you think you'll be up? Not some people, you might want to call the police and whatnot, but you know some of you like, like to pack and whatnot. And carry heat, and you know that somebody coming over your house. More than likely, you'll probably be sitting on the porch waiting on them. And as soon as they turn in the driveway, yeah, I, if I were you, I wouldn't do that. And then I'd probably scare the daylights out of them there. And you can fire one and shine at them. You know why? Because you knew they was coming. That's why I said if you knew that they was coming, come on, then you would have been there, and your house wouldn't have been broken into. Yeah. But see, that's the thing. You don't know when Jesus is coming back, so you got to make sure that this house is in order. Is in order. Your house, your heart. Make sure that your house is in order. Because if your house is not in order and he come back, then that's it then. You'll be one of those that are left behind. And then on judgment day, when it's time for you, if your name is not written in the roll, if your name is not in the book of life, once again, in the book of Revelations, it talks about that. The book of life. So can you imagine opening up a roll? You remember all of us that was in school, all of school, they called the roll every morning, did they not? When you was in homeroom or whatever class, I don't know what they do now. Maybe that's what they did 30 years ago. But they used to call the roll, amen? And they called to see if you were there and you answered here or present, whatever the case may be. But the point is, your name was on the roll. If your name wasn't on there, you was in the wrong class. Amen. But some of you probably did anyway, because you wasn't where you were supposed to be. Hallelujah, God. But see, this role, this spiritual role here, right. if your name is not written in the book of life, that spiritual role, that means you're not making it in. Amen. And then if it is in there, well then congratulations, you done made it in. Well done, my good and faithful servant. That's all I need to say. It ain't like graduation time when you cross the stage. You even got to shake your hand and give you a hug and all that. It's well done and you can come on in. And that's all what you want to hear anyway. That's what you want to hear. Hallelujah, God. That's why it says if he had known that his house with the time the thief was going to come, he would have been ready. So therefore, it should behoove you. You don't know when Jesus is coming. So be ready. Hallelujah, God. It says, therefore, you also be ready for the son of man is coming at an hour which you do not expect. That's right. You don't know when. Who in here knows when they go to death? Nobody never wants to talk about death. Right. Does anybody here know the exact day or the hour or the time when they go die? Is anybody? And you still out here acting a fool? Huh? You still out here just doing what you want to do all willy nilly, not knowing when you go die. Hallelujah, God. All right. You know, sadly, we knew about the, everybody been keeping up with the trial where the man just got convicted, murder, and we were watching the thing on uh, Netflix, got the special on there. It was about something that happened some years ago, a young lady unfortunately lost her life on that boat that we were watching. See, they got cameras on there, and you can see her walking with her boyfriend on the dock, but the man said that was talking, he said, nobody knew. That that was going to be the last time you see that girl alive. She's just laughing, having a good time on the dock. Not knowing within less than an hour 
She was going to be drowned, sadly, and die. The point is, I'm saying, you just never know. What if she knew that the boat was going to crash? You think she would have got on the boat? No. How many people, you see that commercial, I think it's the, the insurance commercial, uh, with 999, she said in about nine seconds, I'm going to get in an accident, but she was just talking and blah, 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 and showing up in the car here and whatnot. Nobody knows that. Who knows what? In about one more minute, I'm about to get in a big nasty crash. The car will flip over four or five times. I'm going to have to get in that. Don't nobody know that. No. If you knew that, you'll stop. You'll pull over and stop. That's the point. You don't know. Amen. That's what I'm getting at. You don't know when your life is going to end, saints. So be ready. Repent. Ask God for forgiveness because you're not going to sneak in to heaven. He knows who you are. It's not so many people coming through the gate that he can't keep up with it. It's one by one. He knows who's coming in and he knows the one that's going to be left out. Amen. Amen. Because God knows who are here. 2 Timothy 2 and 19. It tells you that. In 2 Timothy 2 and 19, it says, Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands having this seal. The Lord knows those who are his. And let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. The Lord knows those who are his. Just like what I said earlier. As us grown people, you're going to let your child in. Amen. But a stranger, you're not. You're just not going to do it. What if that stranger still yet came up and told you, I just fed a hungry a bunch a bunch of people a little while ago with my own money. Now can I come into your house? I did a good deed. No. I just took in a, a stray dog that was out in the street that was lost. I took him in and I'm taking care of the dog. I did something nice. Can I come in? That was good. That was good, wasn't it? <laughs> just because they did something good and they told you they did something good, you still gonna let them in, sis? A total stranger. But they just helped the homeless person around the corner. They gave him $20. Good. They gave the homeless person $20. You're not going to let them in your house? They did something good? <laughs> there you go. Give me the 20 as you say. <laughs> this going to be a whole lot of good people Come on, say on it, Judgment say Day. Come on, say it. Preacher. A whole lot of good people. Going to get judged that day, but your good deeds don't get you in. There you go, say it. Don't matter how good you are. So that's why I'm saying, because if I say, if you die today, are you ready? Doesn't matter what good stuff you did. Like I said, you can name all kinds of stuff. Remember, there's a parable called the rich young ruler. The rich young ruler, Bishop. Come on, come on now. Parable about the rich young man that. That he did, he did all kinds of things. Yep. He said, I kept the commandments from a youth up. Yes, I did everything I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. But the question was, well then, just go ahead and, and give away all your goods yeah. then. They said he walked away sad. He loved his possessions more. more than anything else. And that's why God says, I tell you, it's hard for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. That's it. Because there's a lot of rich people. A lot of people do good with their money. But then there's a lot of people that's very selfish. They got all kind of parables. Remember the rich man that just said, I got more stuff. I can eat, drink, and be merry. I'm going to just build bigger barns to put all my stuff in. And the spirit came and said, you fool, your soul is required of you this night. He didn't want to help nobody, people. You got to help people as well. It's just more than one thing. Yes, you can't be a mean Christian. That don't even mix. Amen. How you gonna be a Christian and mean as a rattlesnake? You got people as well. 
But helping people alone is not just enough. You have to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Are you ready? Amen. Always be ready. My God. Now nothing is too hard for God. Nothing. Nothing is too hard for God. There's too many people that got stories about that's been diagnosed with cancer and whatnot, and God has healed them. Cancer is not a death sentence right. at all. Right. You know how many people is walking around here living with cancer and whatnot and just been living for years? Come on. And all it. of that? Say it now. Cancer is not a death sentence. That don't mean it's over. Shouldn't nothing scare you or what the doctor say. Jesus has the last say so. Amen. He has the last say so. And he does what he sees fit. Hallelujah, God. Even children have cancer. They got a whole hospital, St. Jude, and all of that. Amen. Sadly, yes, even children have cancer. And a lot of them have made it on through and can live to tell about it. Hallelujah, yes, God. Yes, they can. But it's up to God. That's why we can't be mad at God about who lives and who dies. Amen. He sees fit. I done gave that testimony several times. Hallelujah. All my, my both of my parents, my one and only brother, and he died from cancer. You think what well, I'm gonna be mad at God for that? No. Come on. He ain't the only brother that somebody done lost. He's not the only husband somebody done lost because of cancer. You not buying this boat by yourself? Amen. You're not the only one. Say it, say it. God does what he sees fit. Amen. I'm just like everybody else. I was mourning, I was crying, but that was it. What I'm gonna be mad? Some people get mad at God for relatives taking them. It, what can you do about it? Nothing. My God. Hallelujah, God. You just got to accept that and move on and say, God, your will be done. Amen. Hallelujah, God. And while you here left on earth, then do something positive about it. Yes. Hallelujah, because there's too many stories of people that have cancer and still living where God has healed them from it, and they went back to the doctor and ain't a trace of it in their body. Thank you, Jesus. My God. My God. Hallelujah, Jesus. But always be ready. Be ready. No matter what. Uh -huh. You're not going to trick God. You're not going to fool God. No, you're not. He knows those that are his. That's what I'm saying, because, see, the enemy wants to do all that he can to pull you back from God where God has delivered you from. Cussing folks out, uh -huh. drinking heavy, drug use, yeah. stealing, lying, cheating, all kinds of things. All of that mess that he delivered you from, he wants you back out there into that. All right. Hallelujah, God. Is it worth it? The last alcoholic drink I took was in 2003. What's this year? 2023. 20 years ago, and I don't miss a drop of it. All right. Don't miss a drop of it. I thank God for delivering me. Liver would have probably been all tore up by now at the rate that I was going. Okay. Hallelujah, God. Right. I thank God for that. I don't miss hangovers. Right. That's aggravating, waking up with your head just thumping. That don't feel good. Right. Amen. But yet, I was crazy enough to keep on doing it, though. It's like, one well, you must like it. You keep getting drunk. All right. But thank God that I was delivered from that. Yes, Lord. Because I ain't had sense enough to stop, but God stopped me. And I thank God that he did. Yes. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank God from whatever it is God has delivered you from. Now, you might not be completely in where you want to be, but thank God that you're not nowhere where you used to be. Hallelujah, amen, God. Amen. And just keep moving forward. Keep making improvements day by day like the gospel song says, one day at a time. Sweet Jesus. Some of you old heads will remember that. You youngsters yeah. don't know nothing about that.
One day at a time, sweet Jesus. That's all what you do. Take it one day at a time. You're not going to stop everything today. You're not going to stop drinking. You're not going to stop cussing folks out. You might not stop doing drugs. All of that today. But ask God to help clean you up. Amen. Amen. Because time is running out. Right. Hallelujah, God. Time is running out. My God, and quit taking it so lightly. Hell isn't enlarging itself as it says in the book of Isaiah. That's right. Hell is getting larger. That tells you that in the book of Isaiah. It's not getting smaller, larger. Yes. Hallelujah, Jesus. That's one place where I do not have a desire to go. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I heard a message one time say, what is it in hell that you want so bad? Right. You don't want, you just keep doing what you do. Just keep acting. What is it in hell that you want so bad? All right, you better preach My it. God. Preach it. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You have a spouse? Stay with that one spouse. You ain't got to keep and creep out here and there. Right. But say it now. Now I said these songs that they ain't making it no better, having two and three women at one time and side piece and all this other foolishness. All these songs that's out here promoting that garbage? Yes, they're promoting it. Oh, that's Southern Soul music, boy. Y'all love it to death. <laughs> Grown folks' music, as they say. But just some of the lyrics, my God. But they ain't the only ones. There's always been music out there like that stuff. Even doing Bishop's Day, me and Mrs. Jones. You know that song, yeah. Bishop. Perfectly married, but yet you're talking about meeting up with somebody else. All of that stuff has always been out there. Don't let these songs get you in trouble. All right, you better say it. You got a spouse, you better stick to that spouse. Hallelujah, God. They got everything that you need and more right there. You don't need to creep creep out your house. Thank That's you. what I'm talking about. Always be ready. You call yourself leaving your side piece and then you get in a car accident. Now what? Now what? Paralyzed from the waist down and possibly don't even make it. Now you just left from creeping. So what do you think you're going to make it in? You think God just will come on good and well done, my good and faithful servant. And you just left your mistress house? Huh? Or your side dude? Huh? You just left his house? And something happened? Come on. See that? That's what I'm saying. We're doing stuff too willy-nilly like we got time. Yes. Hallelujah. And if you're single, stay to yourself. Hallelujah, God. Stay to yourself. Don't be all out here being promiscuous and sleeping around. Hallelujah, God. Stay to yourself. How about spending more time with Jesus? So you got more time to do it. You ain't got no spouse to deal with. All you got to do now is just sit there and fast and pray and live your life and have a good time and let God get you. Hallelujah, God. Bless your holy name, God. My Lord, my God. Thank you, Jesus. I thank God for all these people that's on here. I see my, my old former roommate on here, William Gordon. Now that dude. Hallelujah, God. When we were in Germany, my goodness, I'll leave it at that. That, that dude. I stayed having to leave. He had to put me out of the room all the time, Bishop. Uh-huh. He always had to put me out of the room because he had company. I thought I was a bad boy, but I couldn't light a candle to that food. But that's my man right there, though. Amen. Die hard Dallas Cowboys. But I hope all of you stay ready because you never, ever know, you know when no. you go close your eyes you know on the no. last day. Hallelujah, God. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you are a testament. Thank you, brother. You know, I came a long way because we could do some mess together over in Germany. Amen. Good. Thank you. That's why I like social media because you can stay in contact with people. I haven't seen him since 1994. Amen. But we can stay in contact like that. Amen. It's good to stay in touch with people because they can see the change in me. 
That's right. That's what right. he knows. He knows all the alcohol and liquor I used to drink and all of that type of stuff. All right. And several others. Amen. Hallelujah. I just thank God for deliverance. Amen. That they can yes. see me. If it happened to me, it can happen to him and whoever else. Hallelujah. Bless your holy name. Thank you. God bless each and every last one of you that's on social media watching me today. If you need prayer or anything, just holler at me and we can go ahead and get it done. Amen. Amen. No, you're not done with you yet, brother. You're not done with you yet. God bless you. Amen. 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 Always be ready. Let us stand. Amen. <laughs>